The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Happy brand new year, my darling joy makers. I hope your transition from 2021 to 2022 has been sweet and meaningful for you so far. I know we're just barely dipping our toes into this brand new year, so I want to talk about that with you today. Let's talk resolutions, my sweet peas. Did you make them? Do you routinely use this moment of annual turnover to just decide on some things that you'd like to be different, maybe a chance to end something that's no longer serving you or to create something that you'd like to add into your experience for the coming year? To me, the best thing about this custom we have of making New Year resolutions is that it invites self-observation. We've talked a lot about becoming the observer of ourselves in a meaningful way because that's the first step for truly elevating your vibration, for working with your joy set point. So maybe you took a look at what you've been creating for yourself in a way that isn't part of your regular routine. And if that's so, if if that's what you did, then that in itself is applaudable. And maybe this introspection led you to find some areas you'd like to improve on. That's normal. We all have those spots in our lives. And I want you, I guess I want to invite you to, in addition to that, take a moment to give attention and gratitude for where you have created wonderful, bright things for yourself. That's really important too. And we'll talk about why as we go along today. So first of all, think about whatever resolution you've declared or resolutions that you've thought about embracing for this coming year. And take a moment to think about exactly how you've worded them. What's the sentence or phrase or sentences that you say in your head to represent this new commitment that you're making. And then I want you to pretend this is a suggestion that you're making to your best, most close adored loved one. Maybe your partner 
or child or very best friend, someone that you cherish. That's just one way to kind of objectively look at, is this suggestion loving? Is it kind? Is the essence of it one of shaming? Or is the essence excitement, a celebration of the potential that's there? Does it bring a gleam, a sparkle to your eye? Does it put a skip in your step? Or does it feel heavy, like some burden that you're commanding yourself to bear in the coming weeks and months? You're basically looking for whether it pulls your energy up or down. And a, a, a meaningful, truthful look inward should make that pretty clear to you. So what I want you to look into is what if you loved you as much as you love this person you're imagining? How might you word the resolution differently? Or maybe it would be a, a different kind of resolution entirely. There's nothing wrong with declaring something new or different that we want for ourselves. That's entirely what this human journey is all about. One of my favorite Thich Nhat Hanh quotes is, thanks to impermanence, all things are possible. We struggle with impermanence, we humans. We don't like to let go of things. We tend to fear change and cling to the familiar, even when we're super clear that the familiar isn't making us happy. Aren't we weird that way? It's true though. So getting comfortable with impermanence is a huge joy booster, and we'll be exploring that a lot in the coming year. So the first point I wanted to make about resolutions is this point about observing the way you talk to yourself in your head. We've touched on that before and we'll be doing a lot more with it in the coming year because it's absolutely critical to elevating your vibration. When you're getting more habitual about noticing the voice in your head, noticing that tone, the underlying message, you want to get get really habituated to asking yourself, is this a loving voice? You get to pick the way you talk to yourself, even if it takes some retraining. And really, there's no better resolution to make than simply that. I am going to upgrade the way I speak to me. A, a kind of humorous but good rule of thumb to follow is you want to talk to yourself the way you talk to your dog with that much love. Oh, what a good girl you are. You deserve a treat. You know, you know the voice that you use with your pets or your young child or maybe your partner if you're feeling silly and affectionate. That, that much love is the love that you need to direct onto you. And then the second point I want to make about resolutions is about tuning into the flavor of how you're wanting this thing. When you decide on a new year resolution, you're just getting clear about something you want. And like we've touched on before, there is a correct way to want and there's an ineffective way. I won't say it's a wrong or incorrect way because it's how most of us have been conditioned to do it. I'm just gonna say that it's an ineffective way. Because in a nutshell, wanting ineffectively is wanting too hard. 
Alan Watts calls it the backwards law, and I'll be telling you more about that soon. Here's what Rumi has to say about it. He says, when I run after what I think I want, my days are a furnace of stress and anxiety. If I sit in my own place of patience, what I need flows to me and without pain. From this, I understand that what I want also wants me, is looking for me and attracting me. That was Rumi, and that's the place we want to get to. We want to be that magnet, not the creature out there chasing it all down. This magical sweet spot is nothing more than the result of clearing away all that gunk in our filters, which is why we focus on our filters so much. And it's always an ongoing process. No human has a completely clear filter, but it's always possible to nudge our filters gently in the direction of that kind of clarity. The clearer your filter is, the faster and more extravagantly you manifest. The faster you get on track with your impassioned, vibrant, joyful experience of life. If you don't know what I mean by filter, you need to go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes of this podcast, especially the first three or four. We've done a lot of filter clearing work in past episodes together, and we'll be taking that work in really advanced directions this coming year. So hold on to your hat with clearing your filter. I really want to give you a writing exercise now. I know that's not something we do a lot in this podcast, but this is the start of a new year and I feel like you guys can just maybe pause it, pause the podcast while you do the exercise. So first, I invite you to stand up, jump up and down, wave your arms around, swirl your hips, whatever you need to do to just get your heart pumping. Do a little dance because I want you to elevate your oxygen level for this writing exercise. It won't work if you're just sitting there in a dense static energy. And then once you've got that going on, you're gonna playfully just write down what you want as if it could fall out of the sky into your lap, metaphorically, right now at this very second. And you're gonna do it by starting with the prompt, wouldn't it be cool if, and then just see what pours out of you from there. It could have to do with an ideal job, an ideal health situation, ideal relationship status, big money, success, fame, but you're gonna do it playfully. Pretend you're a little kid skimming the Sears catalog. Only you oldies like me are gonna get that reference. For you babies, maybe pretend you're scrolling Amazon, adding to your Amazon wish list. Go ahead and pause the podcast to do that now. Come back when you're ready. Okay, why did I ask you to keep it playful? Because playful equals detached, at least to some degree. And you need a sense of detachment in order to want correctly. If you're desperate for this thing, it's clear to the universe that you're afraid it won't happen. Your unconscious knows when that's the case and the bulk of your creating energy is coming from your subconscious beliefs. 
that's why we work so much here on bringing up those beliefs into our conscious awareness. That's just where we need them to be so we can work with them. Whenever wanting feels bad, that's your indication that you're not in the right dance with divine energy. That's not a sweet spot for bringing your desire to fruition. It can only happen when the wanting feels yummy, delicious, tantalizing. Wanting effectively means getting yourself to the place where the wanting feels good because that means you actually believe you can have it. Remember how I've told you that manifestation can never outrun your deep down beliefs about your own deservingness? If on a deep down level you don't believe you deserve to have this thing, you've handcuffed the universe. There's no way energetically that it can happen. You can have anything you want as soon as you don't need to have it. The need adds an energy to your intention that pushes the thing you want away. It indicates that you don't really believe you deserve it. It seems so unfairly set up, I'm sorry for that. But it's not for us to judge the energetic laws, it's just for us to understand them and work with them. When you have a strong desire and you notice that the desire doesn't actually feel good, it means there's another energy you're emitting that's eclipsing the energy of what you want. It's the energy of not having it, basically. So you have this strong desire over here and you're sending out an energetic signal based on that. And you have this strong dissatisfaction energy of not yet having the thing over here. And you're sending out that signal. And at best, these signals are just canceling one another out. You have to get the first one bigger and stronger than the second so that the signal you're emitting is clear and unmistakable and carries the energetic signature of having this condition or situation or thing that you desire. Now that you've got a little list, hopefully, from, from when you paused earlier to make that list, go ahead and circle the thing that calls to you the most on it. And then ask yourself, what will having this feel like? It's the feeling that you're after always, right? It's, it's not the thing itself. It's whatever you're identifying as uh, something that's going to give you a feeling that you want. Always the things we identify as our desires are just the things we believe will bring us a certain state that we're after. So get clear now on what feeling you think this is going to bring you. Probably joy, happiness, sure, but I want you to see if you can get more specific than that. Is it a feeling of adventure, a feeling of pride, of accomplishment? Is it a feeling of deep connection with yourself or another or a, a pursuit? Go ahead and pause the podcast again so you can just spend a moment feeling into that and writing down whatever you discover about this feeling that you're looking for. 
Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Now, look at this thing that you playfully decided you want. And I want you to look around at your existing reality, the life you've got right now, and find something in your life that's bringing you this feeling. Maybe not to the degree that you're looking for it, but there's something, there are things in your life that are already bringing you this feeling. It doesn't have to look, feel, or taste like the thing you're after, the thing that you've identified that you want. It just has to give you a little bit of that feeling that you believe the thing you want is going to bring you. So go ahead and identify that thing that's already in your life now, or make a list of as many of those things as you can. Go ahead and pause again, I'll be right here. You're back, you're ready. Okay, here's the magic ingredient. You're going to tap solidly into immense gratitude for that thing or those things that are already giving you this feeling in your life right now. I'm sure you've heard this a million times before, but gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. That's a Joe Dispenza quote. In Joy School, I reference a lot of Joe's work, and that is his number one mantra. Gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. And I know that gratitude is one of those tired concepts. If I had started out saying in this podcast today, we're going to talk about gratitude, you might have kind of yawned and went along. But we all struggle sometimes, I think, when we feel like we should be grateful for things that just maybe aren't exciting us all that much in the moment. It's okay. It's human. I want you to start understanding gratitude from a different angle and recognizing it as a powerful tool for your joy. It's a tool we can use. General gratitude will always pave the way for more and more good to come into your life. That's at the heart of every spiritual and metaphysical school of thought I've ever studied. With this exercise, we're fine tuning that energetic principle a little by honing in on a specific flavor of gratitude so that you can pull in more of that flavor of thing since that's what you've decided that you're wanting more of right now. I remember when Joe Vitale used to tell his rags to riches story and the pivotal moment when everything turned around for him. He was living in poverty at the time and he went to the library and listened to free self-help talks and read books on manifestation even though he was barely able to put food on the table and he noticed all these teachers kept talking about gratitude and he thought, yeah, right. There's absolutely no way 
for me to be grateful about a single thing I have going on right now. I'm living in squalor. My wife and I are fighting. We're about to call it quits. I have no self-worth whatsoever. I've acquired nothing, accomplished nothing. There is nothing for me to be grateful for. At that time, he had been in and out of homelessness for years, and he was committed to this idea that he, he wanted to follow these masters that he was going to hear and, and reading about. So he decided to commit to this idea that he needed to get something to be grateful for before he could feel uh, gratitude. So one of these teachers that he'd been following explained to him that that was the wrong order. That in order to get something to be grateful for, he'd have to feel the gratitude first. So he's pissed. He goes back to his rat-infested little one-room rental with a toilet in the corner, and he looks around, and there's nothing there to be grateful for. Then he picks up a pencil. His heart's not in it, but he says, okay, I've got to do this. This pencil is the only thing in the room that's not making me want to kill myself right now. And then his heart brightens a little at that thought. He says, well, if I did decide to kill myself, I could write a suicide note with this pencil. So there's something to be grateful for about it, about this thing. I use this thing to make lists. I do like to make lists, so I'm grateful for that. I've been using it to write affirmations and that's been help, you know, been helping me a little, so I guess I can be grateful that I own this pencil. And then he's thinking, well, I've, I've thought about writing a screenplay and maybe even a book. So I guess it's a good thing I have a pencil to do that stuff with. He goes on to say, and then I noticed the eraser. What a cool thing that was. With an eraser, I can change my mind about things. I can improve the things I write down as I gain more knowledge, as I grow. Somebody invented this thing called a pencil with lead on one end and an eraser on the other end. And people throughout time have written things to change the world. Thank God for the pencil. He says he could feel his energy changing inside him, like he plugged himself into an electrical outlet. And that thing that I call the kerklunk that I've talked to y'all about, where a concept that you've heard a million times suddenly just goes kerklunk from your head down into your heart, that's what happened to Joe Vitale in that moment. He looked around his hovel and he realized, this time last year I was on the street. I was homeless and hungry. And now I have shelter and running water and a pencil. And he shares that story as the most pivotal moment in his life because from there, he knew to crank up that gratitude and appreciation every single day. And he saw that the more he did it, the faster and more dramatically his situation improved. The more he cranked it up, the more he opened that valve of receivership that I talk about. And he says he still thinks about that pencil while kicking back in his hot tub in Malibu or wherever he is living in his mansion now. And out of all the accomplishments and accumulations that he now has to be thankful for, he says the thing he's most thankful for in his life is that pencil. Because that's what gave him the kerklunk that turned his life around. It works. It truly, truly does. In the morning, you say, thank you for this coffee. Thank you for whatever parts of my body are working great today, even if some of them aren't. You only have to find a sliver of gratitude 
for one little thing and then intentionally go into that feeling and let it build from there. So your home play for this first week of a brand new shiny year is to look around and find those things to be grateful for. Write about them in your journal. I always invite you to take it to that level of, of keeping a journal of the things that you discover in your home play. And I'd love for you to make that one of your resolutions as we, as we go into this year together. Spend time with that writing exercise if you didn't pause and do it the first listen through. Maybe you were driving or cooking or walking the dog, I don't know. So if that's the case, take time to listen again. This is for you, my love bugs. I want this for you. We are going to have such a remarkable year together. I'm tingling with excitement about all I have planned to bring you this year, either through this podcast or in a more personal, intimate way through the Oasis community, please go to lisamccourt.com and read about the Year of Joy program. We are ready to welcome you in with open arms. I'll leave you with this beautiful thought from Rumi. Rumi says, live life as if everything is rigged in your favor. That's the message from Rumi and from me to you because it's true. It's true. As soon as you open to that truth, it can show itself to you. I love you. I'm here. I'm wishing you a beautiful start to 2022. I'll see you next week, my loves. Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. See you next week for Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Much love. How long have I walked through my life like I was asleep? Once I found inside my heart that you were always, you were always here.
Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.